I bloody love fantasy football. Welcome to episode 7 of the I Bloody Love Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Paddy Stapleton. And I'm not that, Robbie Keane. Uh, we're back. Game week 2 just finished. Robbie, how are you feeling? Frustration, but it's it's hard to... Yeah, again, an average week. It's exact same as the average score. Um, yeah, just, just kind of frustrating players. Like, I don't have a bad team. I, I don't think I have a bad team. And I think on any given week it could click. But it just hasn't clicked yet. Yeah. Whereas I have a bad team. <laughs> Plain and simple. I'm going to do some surgery this week. I, I said that to you. I, I don't think you do. Like, it's not that bad. I think what's frustrating me is that a lot of the players we have tipped up are doing well. But we just didn't pick but them. But we haven't picked them. So, <laughs> you know, we kind of do know what we're talking about. But it's not really coming out that yeah. way in our leagues. But then if you throw enough crap at the wall, someone put the stick. And we picked a lot of players, I suppose. Well, one player I, I am annoyed that I kind of missed was Wissa. Yeah. And then seeing Flecken with the goal, clean sheet. Yeah. He was another one. You had Ariola. Yeah, didn't put him in. He had a huge haul this week, didn't he? He, he, did, uh, he did okay, yeah. Save the Save penalty. penalty, yeah. Uh, so this week's episode will be a game without the usual shout out for funny names. We've got some good ones. Uh, Up Bright and Early from Longford Sam. A Giroud Awakening from Will Murphy, 99. Uh, Sacrificial Lamb. Sacrificial Lamb was good. That was mine. A Stupid and Nintendo was Robbie's, which is terrible. Yeah, really bad. Wish I had a better team. Brian O'Neill, I thought was very good. Murder on Zidane's Floor, an old classic from Ben Brecknell. Fecht uh, or Fecht from Ray Mack was pretty good. He's a United fan, I think. And the one we've gone for is from the one and only Andy Faulkner. And it's You Don't Always Get What You Deserve. So this episode is called You Don't Always Get What You Deserve. And it's going to tie in with what we'll be talking about later on. Um, so well done, Andy. So let's get started with a quick roundup. Uh, good, the bad and the ugly from game week two. Robbie, the good, what's yours? My good, well, it worked out well. It was my Saliba transfer. Uh, but it shouldn't really... Have had come to that. I should be sitting here with <laughs> Saliba in my team and having two for three fan transfers and been looking to bit. Your mistake was listening to me on Timber. About Timber, yeah. <laughs> so that was me good. The Saliba transfer paid off eight points, which was nice to get. Okay, my good was we met up and we watched the Liverpool Bournemouth game, and it was brilliant. The confusion on your face was just the highlight of the week for me when Salah got the penalty. You were delighted. Then when he missed it, the annoyance and anger. <laughs> Then the happy bit when he got the rebound. It was it was just <laughs> and then the confusion as you tried to figure out. Hold on, how many points did he get? How many did he lose? Am I up? It, it was just points? it was like the, the range of emotions. It was like, it was am so I happy? Am I annoyed? Is is this good? Is it bad? Oh, it was so funny. And the whole game was like watching Salah and knowing he from captained. And the, the thing with it was having Haaland to come afterwards. There was the thing on Twitter was like. The Haaland captains would have been watching the Liverpool game behind the sofa. Yeah. And if Salah didn't bang, you were going to be sitting behind the sofa watching Haaland. Now, as it turned out, it was the correct decision, but I it just was, felt yeah. it could have been a hell of a lot better for Salah. Again, it was one of them weeks. Yeah. Uh, what's your bad? But, but surprisingly, that's not my bad. My bad is Man United. Yeah. I was really expecting, I thought, with Spurs. And like when I seen the head of Rashford missed... And like I'm Fernandez, not, but Rashford missed oh, one yeah, as well. Right, yeah. And I'm not on Fernandez, so that didn't bother me. I thought Garnacho again should have been a penalty, but the, he took a shot. The handball, yeah, I was absolutely. It was a, as I watched it. I said after what happened, with Wolves asked you were not getting this, and it didn't. It wasn't. But given. isn't that? But isn't that wrong? The way the refs have gone like that, because you knew that. And then, yeah, if that's given, there's an assist for Garnacho. Penalty for, for Rashford. Rashford or Fernandez, depending. Yeah, so it, like that decision is just changing. So for me, that was my bad this week was the whole Man United and where they're at. And like the first half of Spurs, I thought they did look good. Rashford could have scored, Fernandez could have scored. And then they just came out in the second half and I was like, because I thought Garnacho for the first half an hour did look good. We'll come back to them in a, in a second. Uh, my bad is Everton. Jesus. <laughs> we all expected them to be solid at least. We expected them to have... You know, game week one, they were unlucky. They, 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 they got sucker punched by Fulham. This week, they were just horrific. I know people had Tarkovsky, no points. I have Pickford. Like, 
I think I've got three get three points in two weeks from my keeper. That's a kick in the teeth for you, considering you tipped Ariola. Yeah, you and I went an extra half million you've picked for it, and you've seen it's very frustrating, isn't it? This is why it's the bad. It's yeah. Welcome to fantasy football, the most frustrating frustrating yeah. game in the world. Uh, what's your ugly? Odegaard taking the penalty off Saka. Like Saka's standing there with the ball. He's standing there with the ball. Were you watching like, it? Yeah. I was like, Daddy, Saka's getting the penalty. I know everyone has him, but at least it's a few more points. The next thing, Odegaard is taking the penalty. I'm like, what is this about? I've Saka in my team. I've Saka in my team because he's on penalties. He's eight and a half million, so is Odegaard. Okay, they, they had similar points last year. What distinguishes them? Saka takes the penalties. And then what's worse is, and Andy Collier texted me, oh, I, I'm great. I, oh, I, I knew Odegaard was going to take a penalty. Nobody knew Odegaard didn't was going know to take that. a penalty. Even the Arsenal players were I, I, My phone was about to go out the window. It was like really, really frustrating. <laughs> so that was... And now again, it creates another dilemma for me. Because do I want Saka now that he's not on pens? Yeah. Or is he on pens? Yeah, or, you don't know. Because it is a huge part of the game. Like, And we come back to this about Mbomo. Yeah. A lot of people picked Mbomo because he was on pens. And it's turned out that way. He had his two penalties. Will he get more? But but Saka is one of the reasons. Like, it, the, the penalties are bonus on top. They're not his his main. Yeah, part. it's yeah. A, it's the same thing there. The talk is Salah's not going to be on pens anymore. So is he worth twelve and a half million when he's not even a penalty taker? Watkins isn't on penalties. This penalty has affected you, Robbie. But it, it it's a huge part of the game. A lot of people are selling Watkins because he's not taking penalties anymore. But I think that's a mistake. But but Watkins, if anything, to me that two game weeks, two contributions. But it creates more value in Watkins because. He's not a great penalty taker. So you so, won't miss him. So you won't miss him. And your frustration levels go down. Um, I was actually playing five side football on Monday and got, when I was finished, checked the score, saw Odegaard got the goal. Didn't look at it, it was a penalty. I was like, oh great, I have Odegaard, brilliant. Got home then, saw it was a penalty. I was like, what? Saka takes the penalties. I was delighted. He was standing there with the ball, Saka. I was like, what are you doing? And that's why I thought that was a good, good the, the Saka official lamb was quite good because it's as if yeah. he was that. So my, my ugly is Man United's horrendous performance again. And my faith in them is what's annoying me the most. Again, I keep saying it. My first ever tip about fantasy football was don't let your team colour your choices. I should have avoided Man United completely. For the simple reason that if United win, I'm happy. If United players get points, I'm happy. But if United lose, I'm really annoyed. But if the players don't do anything, it doubles the annoyance. And the annoyance far outweighs the, the, know, the good. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know what I was doing. I mean, I still have faith in them coming back. We're going to talk about the the expected points later on. Like Fernandez will come good. I don't know if if Rashford will. He doesn't look interested. He was actually I was a bit annoyed with Rashford because I love Rashford. He just didn't look interested. He wasn't tracking back. He wasn't running. He was like he was being a, a petulant child and don't want to be a striker. I want to play on the left. Yeah, and I I think I tell you how bad it is, Robbie. I'm looking at Martial because I think he's going to start next Ooh. week. <laughs> do you think he'll start next week just, do, to, get, yeah. just I, to get Rashford out on the left? I think they'll start Martial. He's the only option. Unless Hoyland comes back sooner. Well, I'm hoping Rashford gets out on the left because he's not worth having as a striker. No, he's not. Even if he's a midfielder. Yeah, right. Let's go have a quick review of the game week. Really? Last yeah. week. Let's fly through the games. First game of the weekend. Forest 2, Sheffield United 1. One player you've tipped. Well, flying. He's flying. He, he, he was like that year. Do you remember the year um, Leicester... When Maris, Maris came on, he finished the season great and then he continued on into the next season. He was a bargain. Mm. Alan Eby seems to be doing similar. <clears throat> but um, I was most happy about it, with the light when Sheffield United scored because there was a lot of people on who had Turner, as, as, Turner, Turner as, the, as the four million keeper. So... <coughs> um, Made up a bit of stuff to make ground. Yeah, his clean sheet was gone. Yeah. Would you be interested in him? No. No, the only Forest player I would be interested in is Alan Eby, but then... I'd prefer Whistler to him if I was looking. It's it's funny. I think people were expecting Forrest to be poor. I think what people are forgetting is this time last year they brought in whatever, 30 new players. Yeah. This year they brought in very few. So they're they finished the season really, yeah. really well. They bad Arsenal at the end of last season. They yeah. look good. And what's the manager's name? He's doing a really good job there. Yeah. He's they fine. showed a lot of faith in him where they could have been letting go early on last season. The worry for me was that I thought they'd start buying players like they did last year, but they're doing the sensible thing. They're letting all these players they bought bet in. Yeah. Uh, good bits come from them. They definitely them want out. to keep an eye on their fast. Yeah. Uh, Fulham nil, Brentford three. Fulham look very poor. They, I, I worry about them this season, and there's no real player there that I'd be interested in. Now, Brentford on the other hand, quite a pick of players. Yeah. And I am going to talk with the XGI, but 
in Bomo for me. He's, he's got his three goals in two games and it's killing me the 16 points that I'm not on him. Yeah. Or Wissa. At least if I had had Wissa, it was Mitigated some it, sort yeah. of protection. But, but tell me, one. somebody said to you on Twitter, you put up that Mbomo, Mbomo takes the penalties so Wissa's a better option. And somebody replied to you and said, well, the fact that he takes the penalties is better, is, means he is a better option. Where do you, where, how do you answer that? Well, I'm looking at it and they've got two penalties in two games. Yeah. Now, they're not going to get... So, you have to think every team has got a quota of penalties to get through the year. So, say everybody averages six or seven penalties a year. So, Bradford have had theirs. Two. So, that's two. That, and that's the point I made in one of the first episodes about chasing last week's points. Yeah. I, I've made a stand on Bono and it's, it's making me look quite foolish at the minute. And I suppose... I wanted to see how Wissa would get off to the start. Yeah. And now that he's got and his two and two from play. Yeah, and he, he does. But even at last, when he used to come on as a sub last year, I remember mm. he caught my eye so much last year, he was really, really good. Yeah. Whereas in Bomo, I looked at him the first year Brentford got promoted, and even last year, I, he never stood out as a fancy football player. But Tony was taking all the headlines. But even at that, and Bomo wasn't doing much. Yeah. And he's still the same player, but it's the penalties have obviously. Like he's got an XGI of 3.1, but 1.7 of that is from. Penalties. And for people who don't know me, what's XGI? The expected goals, goal involvement. Okay. So that's your so expected assists. What, you, what you'd expect, whether it's an assist or a goal. Okay. Um, there's a really good website, I'll share it in a little while. And what he's done is, he's outperforming that. But it, it, he, it looks really good, right? And what's Wiss's? Wiss's is like 1.7, he's got two goals. So they're okay. both outperforming that. So, so that way it kind of tells me to nearly avoid Whereas there's the likes of Bruno Fernandes, and we will talk about that, but yeah. he's he's an XGI of two point something, and he has no zero goal involvements. So you, so it's coming with Bruno. Yeah, hopefully this weekend. <laughs> uh, Brentford as well. Pinnock, who I tips looking good. Pin- and Flecken, Flecken looks like they look solid at the back. You know, he just seems to have replaced Raya and seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. So I did tip Flecken, and I I didn't follow my own advice, yeah. but I but I don't mind because Sam Johnson, I think he had a good game against Arsenal. He looks say, you know, yeah. we gave the penalty away. Good performance though We'll come to that yeah. Liverpool, Bournemouth We watched it together Very funny as I said it, Yeah it, it, it has me looking out I did say We both said Liverpool were going to score Lots of goals But could see as well And I did go with Salah Because I thought Early on to see how things started And yet The, the goals have been shared equally The assists yeah. have been shared equally But for me I know there's a big jump On the uh, Diaz bandwagon I think Jota's the one to watch He's just so impressive Yeah for me I could Salah a 12 and a half I'm strongly considering I'm still reluctant to do anything too wild because you're only two weeks in only two weeks in I need more information like the, the perfect time is after four game weeks yeah now I want to have two tr- two free transfers after the international break so I can that's when you can do a little bit of surgery without wildcarding the other fella I was very intrigued with now and I've watched Liverpool twice and that um, uh, Shabazzlai he looks like... But is he, gonna, he looks good as a player, but as we talked about last week before, is he going to deliver fantasy points? I'm starting to think he will. Like, he got the assist for the penalty. Yeah. He seems to be everywhere. He's a, a serious shot in him. He but likes I, to shoot. I think if you're going to have one player from Liverpool, I think he's very... Jota, Diaz, yes. Nunes, Salah, they're all very... He's, he's slightly above McAllister. I think, I, I think he's... he's, he's and again, it's worth watching because if Endo plays the number six now and McAllister goes that, McAllister could get a lot of assists. Yeah, he's going to be dropped. Yeah, but, but I think when you've got the likes of Diaz, Diaz Yacht and Salah, they're your midfielders. But it's just... Yeah, 5.5, he could be an enabler if you wanted to get into Liverpool team and didn't want to go to the... One for the watches as he gets on. Yeah. Now, I have to congratulate you in the next game. Wolves against Brighton. You warned people away from Joe Pedro last week and he came off in spades this week. He was just one of them that, again, his penalty is what did it for him. Yeah. And his XGI, like, it, it just looked... I did, didn't but like him. He didn't but, start. He came on, he got booked. Zero points. There was much, much better Brighton assets. And I've won people away from Brighton because I think you can't predict he's going to play. Enciso, Mitoma, Sonny March. Three players you don't know from one week to the other who's going to start. But Sonny March and Matoma seem to be nailed. And Sully March was always, even at the end of last season, and he was, I remember I said it to you, I didn't say it here, but I did say it to you. Do you remember actually I said we were having a meeting up and I said, I think I've got 
a Brighton, a, a, a Brighton differential. He's just less 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 fashionable, isn't he? Yeah, and that's it. But he got injured in that preseason game, and yeah. I said, "Scrap that." He's got injured, and I didn't think they'd start the season. And I'm kind of fuming now because he's one of them players. Fifteen points. He he always he's he's consistent as a six point five player. He will deliver. And Caesar got his first start, two assists. But then he isn't he injured now? I don't know. I, I, I heard he was injured. So. Stupid and delivered again. Did you see his assists? No. <laughs> He passed the one of five yards to Matoma. Matoma beats five oh, players and scores. Yes, and he I did. Sorry, I did. It was some goal to <laughs> it was. And, and, goal, but he doesn't deserve an assist. For and that. the finish was was spectacular. Yeah. Again, uh, he started the season really good. I'm still conscious that I got burned by Matoma last year. Yeah. And it's happening again. He's doing it. He's doing it. And then I'll get him in, and I won't get out in front. But a stupid, I think, is now not on everybody's team. And even with when the fixtures change, are you going to get rid of a stupid? I'm no. not. No, you no. can't. He's too. He, he's, he just, but he's with there. Brighton even with a tough run they're going to give teams such a tough they're, game oh yeah, they, they're going to score loads and they have already scored loads and you still have Ferguson to come off the bench who I know I've said it a few times he's definitely going to get a run now week. an interesting one for you here's, here's one for you for this weekend and um, let me see Danny Welbeck against West Ham okay what do you think his record is no idea six goals four assists he likes West Ham I just can't be back in Danny Welbeck I know, but six million. If someone's out there looking for a cheap striker, six million. Daniel, he started last weekend. Yeah. You just you never know. Hopefully, I'm coming back. Congratulating another Brighton choice. Uh, Spurs, Man United. The player that I took from this as the one to watch, Poro. I thought he was brilliant. I have a marked here. Yeah. yeah. He was. He had crashed the bar. He's flying forward. I thought he was. I thought he was one of their better players. Um, there was three Spurs players that stood out for me. Um, Udogi yeah, I thought he was brilliant and Kulisevsky he loves to shoot doesn't he he does yeah. and I love seeing that in a fancy football player that loves to shoot because bonus points you know they're looking to score they're looking to get goals um, Vicario has kind of snuck in under the radar I had, didn't hear a single person mention Vicario took all he's, bonus points he's 4.5 isn't he I'm telling you if I can afford a transfer he's one to look at but Spurs look to be going in the right direction but then in the first half of that game, they could have been 2 3 0 down. True. There should have, should have been a penalty. Rashford missed a sitter. Fernandez missed a bigger sitter. Yeah. And then they came out of the second half, and I don't know what happened to Man United. But what's worrying about it is United just seemed to fold. And I thought that United was gone. I thought this was a new United that was after coming in that had a bit more backbone. I thought the players they brought in were better. I thought the likes of. I think Casem- Martinez Casemiro seems to have enjoyed himself over the summer no hat though no he's had no hat and I was really surprised that the team was picked like we spoke about it before the game I said Garnaccio won't play Rashford yeah. would be out on the left Eriksen would drop in or McTominay would drop in it wouldn't surprise me to see Sancho playing instead of Anthony and he picked the exact same team and it didn't work and Eriksen would probably come in now because Mount's injured or McTominay again so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens against Forrest I do think Bruno's worth sticking with Rashford you can't be having Rashford if he's a striker. If he's out in the left wing, give him a chance. Yeah. But I'm in a dilemma now because I don't know what to do with Rashford. Because I don't know if he's going to play on the left or if he's going to be a striker. <clears throat> so I do have a few things, but we'll discuss that in a while. But yeah, for Bruno, I'd be the holding... The problem with Bruno is he's a mouthy git. And he got a yellow card at the weekend. That's gonna, that's, you don't change your spots. He's going to keep getting yellow cards. Yeah, he he's... Suspensions. All these things have to come into it. He can't help himself. He no, really he can't. Has. Even though he's captain, you think maybe he should. Yeah. Uh, City Newcastle. Everybody. It was a very dull game, and you know what I thought with City. City have one of the lowest um, XGs so far. Really. Yeah, and they've been efficient. They've been very efficient. They're just going through the motions. I thought Foden looked fantastic, and if you had Foden on your team, you're going to be pretty disgusted with Haaland. Yeah. Because the chances Haaland missed that Foden laid in the plate from. Do you think Foden is going to take over from De Bruyne? Yeah. See, this is the thing. I Foden was my Man City player to watch way back at the start, but I'm just so wary of Pep Roulette. He could be brilliant, and next thing gets dropped. Alvarez looks like he's not going to be dropped. Like how many times before have we seen it with Foden that he's looked fantastic in the game, and we think this is it now, and next thing out no, he's dropped. He's gone, yeah. I think I'm going to take the chance on him because I have the room to get rid of somebody. Um, I just think if he's if he this is his time to shine. His main rival is gone. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. You've Grealish on the left, who's not a great fancy fo- football performer. You have Reid Mara's gone. If now isn't his time to show what about this, this guy that they brought in? 
even if he comes in, it'll take a while. I think at the moment, and it kills me to say it because I'm going to cause myself heartache and grief, I think he Foden is a must. Mm. I'm starting to come around to that way, especially with City's fixtures. Yeah. Um, I was very disappointed with Newcastle. I thought after the performance against Villa, they went into their shell, City came, and I was like, why didn't they attack? Why didn't they go at City? Yeah. They just seemed to be very... They had very few shots. They were just... It was like, keep the score down. I just, I was just disappointed with them after their superb performance against Villa. And the players they have, the attacking threat they have, they didn't use it. No. And you won people away from Isaac. And they're still bringing him in. Um, he did nothing. And I know they were playing the best team in the league. But you can get at City. And if you score against them, they'll score more. And no, use he, like, he didn't even have a shot. Like. No. And the, if you have to get in the Villa game... Like one of the goals was it was a lovely finish, but it was gifted to him. Yeah. Like it wasn't even a chance. It was just a mess from the Villa defense. And when I see things like that, it it can alter. That's why you have to try and watch as as much football as you can, just to to get a, a realistic view of what happened. Yeah. Speaking of defensive messes, oh. Aston Villa four Everton nil. Surely he has to bring Brantway in there and give him a game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to solve all the problems. I have to say, Aston Villa, <laughs> you tip them for top four. Everybody, a couple of people laughed at you after the first game. I think they're going to be excellent this season. So do I. And I'm looking very interested in Leon Bailey. Yeah. Because with Buendia out injured and Ramsey out injured. Yeah. He's getting there. The only thing is he's take, he's getting taken off whether he's just working his fitness up. He got a few extra minutes. He got taken off a half of time in the first game. 60 minutes the second game. He played 75 minutes in the European tie this week yeah. where he had uh, another goal. And a game that... Dean yeah, had three assists. Dean had three assists. Now, is Dean like he's not a reliable fantasy football asset over the years? But mm. is and that this thing again, another fella whose xgi is way higher than what he's delivered so far. Maddie Cash. Really? Yeah, he's definitely one. He's due. He's due an assist or a goal. Yeah, he, he should have scored against Newcastle in the first game. Yeah. So, but again, it's getting to stage of Villa. It's getting difficult to pick the players. It's like, and this is what I love about the game this year. There's so much choice. So many options, and we're and getting them all wrong. <laughs> on our teams, yeah. Like Diaby, you've got Maddie Cash. Where our and teams then, is what matters, Robbie. <laughs> who did I tip up one of my first tips of the, the year? <laughs> Douglas Louise. Yeah. Who's taking penalties in Villa? Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise. So it's it, it's frustrating when you're seeing that when you like, you know, we we do kind of have a have a fair idea of what we're talking about, yeah. but it's not reflecting our teams just yet. Just yet, yeah. But you hope it balances out over the season. This That's is it. the, the travails of fantasy football. And the worst thing you do is after two weeks is panic. That's what I'm trying not to do. Yeah. Okay. West Ham 3, Chelsea 1. Surprising result or did you expect it? I was very surprised that. And yeah. do you know, again, another player now he's in at 6.5 million. Who is it? Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse. And... Fans football royalty. He was taken off, so that's why the pe- he didn't take the penalty. Yeah. Oh, of course. He two assists. So he is on pens, but he two assists and he would have had the pen. And do you know what? A, a Moyes team, if ever there was a Moyes player, it's James Ward-Prowse, isn't yeah. it? He got... One bonus point. He's two assists in his first game with a new team. Things are going to get better for him. Yeah. He's a difficult person to overlook. And then, of course, my tip of the year in the very first episode, Ariola. I don't have him. Saved a penalty. Two bonus points. Yeah. yeah. Jared Bowen is very quiet. Yeah. A lot of people rushed into him. And this is, what, this is what scares me about Bowen. He can have games where he looks absolutely unbelievable. And then he has games where he's pretty much anonymous mm. where he, like he'd no shots again he he did nothing really he he was very quiet Chelsea on the other hand the 200 million midfield that missed a penalty and gave away a penalty oh it's um, it's actually if you didn't like it's actually quite funny they're the brilliant. only team I'd say ever who spent nearly a billion pounds and got worse yeah they have good value there like Chuck Wem- Chuck Wemmicker I know he's injured now it's a, it's a complete mess. Yeah. Jackson, I'm sticking on this weekend because of Luton. Luton. That's the only reason. It's his last chance with me. Same as. And again, he could be one of these players who looks good, just doesn't deliver. Um, I have Gusto on my list. Now, the problem with Gusto is... You have Chilwell. Do you trust a double Chelsea defence? Of course, the other way into the Chelsea defence is Sanchez. But that's if you do want to have two def- Chelsea defenders. And I don't think, with the way they are, I think... Chilwell is kind of your only man at the moment. But against Luton, and their fixtures coming up. If they if they do sort it out, Luton, you know, it might be worth taking a chance on. 
you you could like like it, now is the time to take the chance. Yeah. If you're looking, you've got like Luton, Forest, Bournemouth. Now Bournemouth, I thought could surprise a few people this this season. So they may almost surprise Liverpool. Yeah. And um, then last game of the week, Crystal Palace Arsenal. Odegaard is the main story. I thought. At the first 30 minutes, Arsenal were very good. They had the bar, they had a couple of good chances. Saka, um, he, everything seemed to go through. And then the second half, Palace were much better. Yeah. Then there was the penalty incident, and then there was the sending off. Tommy Asso got sent off, which is a bit ridiculous. It was funny. It was funny, but ridiculous. Yeah. And then it was all that, uh, Palace, but I think um, Palace are one of them teams that are going to struggle to score. Yeah. So I'm... Unfortunately, I have my doubts about Eze now. Really? You're going to give him another week or two? No, he was. And like, he could easily have been given a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. They bar checked it, didn't give Slightly it. Slightly biased, Ruffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, defensively, they look good. I think Johnson looks a good keeper. Yeah, Anderson looked bad, looks decent. Yeah, they, they played nice stuff as well. So And Hodgson was always solid. His teams are always solid. Yeah, so I've no reason to um, get rid of Johnson. So. Yeah, I'm going to hold Eze for the time being. Let's we'll see what happens. And Kedia? Till Gabby gets back, it looks like he's going to play. He he's does. A cheap uh, way into the Arsenal attack. I'm, I, I'm t- I, 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 he's on my list this week because if I'm going to do a bit of surgery on my team this week, I have a couple of different options, which I will discuss in a little while. Yeah. But um, in, he's on my watch list because he did look decent. Yeah. And he didn't he win the penalty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on then to our knee-jerk reactions from... Game week one, my first knee-jerk reaction was I want a wild card immediately. And I've, I've talked myself out of it, but my knee-jerk was I'm playing my wild card this week. And well, you, talk, you talk me out of it as well. And I'm friends. sure there's a lot of people who are going to do that. But yeah. you have to remember, you've only got two weeks' information, okay? Yeah. And you have a wild card, and that's going to have to do you now. People think, oh, well, I have to get to half the season, right? And I can wild card then. But I, used to, I used to do it when the transfer window closed. But you see... Your second wild card, you have to remember later on in the season, and this is where, where, where forward thinking comes into it, because later on in the season, you're going to have double game weeks. Yeah. And you might want to set your... Say, say we get the game week 24, game week 25, and that's with the FA Cup games and you're looking yeah. ahead. Then you have a better idea of mapping out what players you're going to want for these games, yeah. how you can use your free hit. And it's usually the big teams that have extra games. So so, so you're, you're going to want to keep your wild card until, I'd say, at least game week... T- 25, 26, 27. If you wildcard now, you have to do a team that's going to do you 23 weeks. Yeah. And you're trying to pick that team off two weeks information. And I know this, but my temptation after the first one, after the first two weeks when, let's face it, I'm bottom of every single league I'm in except one. But then I looked at my team on paper this week. I have Odegaard at home, Fernandez at home, Rashford at home, Jackson at home, against Luton. Like, like United playing Forest, Chelsea playing Luton. I have a stupid at home against West Ham. My Pickford is at home against Wolves, which to me seems... And it's actually not as bad. I need to get rid of Mudrick. I don't know what I'm do, still doing with him. Because you have loads of options. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Foden is there as an option. Look at your team there. Shaw. A stupid in. A stupid in. Nothing wrong with that defence. No. Rashford and Fernandes at home. They're due. We'll see what happens with Rashford. Odegaard, Odegaard is going nowhere. Now, the, one, the two I'd have doubts about are... Richarlison and Modric but I think yeah. <laughs> I can't really take those chances or I did Richarlison will come good but I think it'll be five six games into the season so if I was to but chip you, out the two of them him. for a four point hit yeah. I'm in much better shape that's all you have to do yeah and then next week see how Jackson so yeah, yeah identify the problem identify the weak area and how you can turn around without having the wildcard yeah you've no need to wildcard yeah uh, my initial reaction was um, Salah out yeah, that was my knee jerk. Just get rid of Salah. Between him and the Bentley, what no other reason? Yeah, the whole game was like. Whoa. <laughs> he didn't look interested. No, and I said this after he went off against uh, Chelsea, and he t- he drew a bit of a drop, which I don't mind the player doing. I'd hate to be taken off, but he didn't look as interested this time as he usually is. And he was still a great. He was still really good, but he didn't have that extra little bit of faith. I, I think was. he's still going to deliver points and everything else, but I don't think he's going to deliver them as a twelve point five million yeah. asset should. So for twelve point five million, where well, I you can jot him beside him at seven. Eight, Jota's eight. Whatever he is. But I could get Jota at eight and I could put that 4.5 onto Garnacho and I can get another. You could bring in another guy and sack if you wanted. Yeah. Or I could put someone into the forward line and yeah. get one of the top forwards. So. Bring in your Watkins, bring in your, yeah. 
So that's that's why I'm. It's a decision to make. It's it's going to be that was that, that was kind of my knee, knee jerk was, <coughs> but again you look at last week the knee jerk reaction bring Isak in you know bring Jerry Pedro in. People don't people brought Varane in, who's never done anything. Yeah. Um, I've another couple of knee jerks. Uh, the real Villa showing up. I don't know if you saw the clip, when United played Wolves and they interviewed Fergie, and they asked him what team impressed him the most. And he said Aston Villa after they'd been beaten five one by Newcastle. Yeah. And he said they played brilliant stuff. They just cut, they, they were just really unlucky. And like people were laughing at him. And then they came out and they But had I said that, I said because yeah. it was there was it was at one all and it went two one. It was a weird game. And Watkins had a miss or a save. And then Watkins went in and he took around and he it was a save. And I said it here that if it went to two all it's a different game. And then Newcastle did score and the counter like <coughs> Was <coughs> Isak's the goal they gave away? It was a really, and you know when you give away a stupid goal like that, it affects it. Yeah, it affects the whole team. It's like, oh, I can't believe we've done that. It's a real kind of momentum shifter, and uh, was that the goal to go two one up? That could, but but I think the, the Villa we saw this week were the Villa that we'll see for the a bit more like the Villa that we see for the year. I mean, Fergie could have talked up Man City, which he probably wasn't going to do. He was sitting in Old Trafford, but Brighton had looked great in the first game week, and he said yeah. Villa after losing four one, no one he'd probably be laughed at. Not that he would care because he's Fergie. I just thought it was very interesting. The other thing, I um, I think I may have the curse of the captaincy. So everybody, I'm going to captain Hallam this week. So if you want to avoid him, it's probably a good thing. You did well with with Salah last week. It got me my some points back. Back from game week one. Game week one, So my yeah. first week was Rashford, then Haaland. And I've got like five points, ten points overall from them. So uh, yeah. But um, anything else for you for knee-jerk reactions? just not to panic I think with this game if you look at the way the fixtures were the way the fixtures is a bit quirky this year yeah. is that the top teams the first game week they were all at home they were all away it was always going to be one of them strange game weeks and I think the knee jerk is to do a lot of changes yeah. to wildcard stuff like that So and that was my, and I think that's the main takeaway from this week it wasn't a great week average points was 44 was yeah it was very low Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's a time of consolidation. Take your time. I think it's the thing we've been preaching the most. Don't panic. Yeah, that's what I'm just just trying not to do. Is is just not to panic, um, with this one here. Okay, let's have a look at our uh, our mini leagues. Yep. Uh, so Andy Boylan, top of the league again. Two weeks. Andy Boylan or Andy Ward? No, on the Instagram, Andy Boylan. Oh, okay. So on Instagram, Andy Boylan, top of the league still. Solid sixty points. Uh, a grand total of one four six. So Andy, well done. Top of the league two weeks in a row. Fair achievement. In second place, we've Shane Fox. He's a single point behind on one forty five, and he was also the uh, game week winner. Sixty eight points. He didn't pick Haaland for captain. He had Martinelli. So Martinelli got six. So he gained two points of people, but he had Sally March with fifteen, who's player of the week. Odegaard, Foden, Saliba, and Estupinan. So a really good game week from Shane. Then the top five is rounded off by uh, Darren Bedford in third place, four points behind. Come Down With Me by Brent Brecknell, uh, seven points behind. And Darwin star Gary Holland on one three six. Only 10 points between the top five, so very little yet. Bottom of the table, yeah, it's me. Yeah, not really much to say about that. I'm I'm waiting for that first little green arrow in our Instagram league. I'm only five points off second. I had, I, I had a green arrows this week. I was... Happy enough to get. Yeah, you've topped the hundred point mark, which is an aspiration of mine. <laughs> I have seventy eight, so hopefully I'll get above hundred next week. What's the uh, inst- the Twitter league like? The Twitter league is got um, Andy Ward is leading that. He had a great game week again. So he reached points. out to us actually. He's a drawer man. Yep. Andy the Shark Ward. And he's on one four five. Darren Bedford had fifty seven points. Yep. Another great game week um, from him. One four two total. He's fifty seven this week. And again, these players all have Mbomo and Matomo. Yeah. But saying that, you're looking at the Twitter League. The highest score in the entire league was 57 points. Yeah. It's not. It it's wasn't nothing. a great game week for anyone. No, and that's what we're saying here. You may have the best team in, in the best players. You may have people who are going to last the whole season. It's not about the game week. You don't always get what you deserve. You, you don't. Have patience. Have patience. And then in the human scale, one that the paid league. Yeah, I'm actually second last in that. Second last, <laughs> I think I just just I I'm trying my best not to check the leagues because it's only two game weeks in. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm checking them just to see. I have a green arrow, so I'm twenty third, and what am I off top spot? So Deborah Colleen is leading, and one five six. One five six. 
So, yes, and oh, and just to, to update on that, we are doing, um, I think I think Cormac said to say that we were doing 20 euro for the highest scoring game week. Which I would have won last year. So the highest scoring game week. Yeah. Commiserations then, to Gavin Devitt, uh, who is last point in that league. He's worse than me, which is a hell of an achievement, Gavin. Um, maybe you forgot to do it, maybe... I don't know, maybe you made 10 transfers and forgot your hit your wildcard button, but uh, 22 points in the week is pretty bad. McAllister you had, which didn't help. Grealish Haaland as captain. Neil Mopay up front. Gary, what are you doing? Uh, but like your team, Varane, Gabriel, Trippier, Almiron, Rashford, Grealish, Haaland, Watkins, these are all quality players. Yeah. It'll come good. It'll come good. That's You just have to stick with it. Yeah. Right, let's look ahead to next week. So next week... Well, what I'm looking at with, with different moves, I mean, now, the fixtures this week, so teams to target. So you're looking at teams to target. And Chelsea are clearly at home to Luton. Yeah. I said it last week that Luton were one to target. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Chelsea do. At home. This, this is Jackson's last chance for a lot of people. This is the one everyone, this is going to see what, what Jackson's about. A player I am interested in, Sterling, he's, again... He's starting. He's doing well, yeah. Yeah, he's he's doing okay. He's only seven. Would you be tempted at all to Captain Jackson? No. No. I'm sure there's going to be people out there that are. Oh, yeah, there is. It's differential captain. No, I think I am going to play it safe this week and I look at Haaland. Other teams to target then, you've got your Arsenal at home to Fulham. Yeah, definite big red um, warning sign get on Arsenal. Spurs away to Bournemouth. Although it's not sure about that. Not sure about Spurs away from. No, and Bournemouth, from what I've seen them so far, are decent. Yeah. They're definitely no... They're, they're not they're no, no Man United, you'd like to think a home game against Wolves, but then we thought this against Wolves. We did, but... He gave them one game, he gave them the second game to see if they could do better. He's going to sweep the, swing the changes. The players have to know that their positions are up for grabs. Do you think he's going to put Rashford on the left? I, I gen- I'm not going to bring in Martial. But you think Martial's going to start up front? I think he can't play Rashford. He's wasted up, up front. And, I mean, this, I, this, this is clipped in the rounds of Mourinho years ago saying he's great in the left but not as a number nine. But this is what, what I, was, um, I was discussing with someone today. So United have a problem as a number nine, right? But why would you create two problems by putting in someone who's, who's not going to fix that? Two answers Martial and if Martial is the answer to your problems you've got more problems but surely Rashford taking Rashford out of that left wing is the last thing you do because that creates another problem yeah that's it and the hook up with him and Shaw but the other option is to play Sanchez in the middle like he did yeah. like United have this the highest or one of the better XG whatever it's called but it's the same problem as last year they were great last year but they couldn't put the ball in the net and that's where Hoyland comes in I'm possibly going to get rid of Rashford this week but I'm going by you keep it for four weeks and I don't think the frustration levels, they've caused me enough frustration already. And if he was to go off on one this weekend, which I think they have to, they, just from a logic point of like, view, they were third last year. They're too good to not... That this is what I'm thinking. Like, I'm looking there, okay, and you have... Um, so, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. He's got an expected goal involvement. So, so the way this works is, you have Octa stats and... There's these companies and they look at every different position. Yeah. What are the chances of a goal from this position and his involvement in that? So, so to simplify it down, basically, his expected goal involvement per 90 minutes is 0.98. So over the two games, Bruno should have had a goal or been involved in a goal in each of them games. Yeah. So if you imagine the header he missed, the chance he might have created, and yet he's got no goals and no assists. Yeah. So you should have been looking at two returns, two attacking returns, over the first two game weeks, but yet you got none. So that's unlucky. Now, if we look, say, for example, at someone like Mbomo, has got an expected goal involvement for 90 minutes of 1.71. Now, there's a caveat to that, because each of them includes 0.85. Penalties. Now, if them penalties weren't given, now I know they were given, okay, but United should have been given a penalty. Yeah. And that boosts Bruno up another 0.85. So let's say if you looked at non-penalty XGI, non penalty XGI, that's bringing Mbomo down to 0.86. Okay. So 0.86 is less than Fernandez. Now, then, so you look at that there with Mbomo, and now if you look at Wissa, so Wissa was, has an XGI per 90 
Okay, an expected goal involved for 90 minutes of 1.05, and that's non-penalties. But you're putting a lot of faith in the stats here, and I know you're a stats man. No, it's very hard after two game weeks. Obviously, yeah, you need, you need th- to. this needs to be um, amplified out over so many games. It gives you a rough reading, but it, now, it's not faith in stats. What it, what it is, is I don't look at the players who are performing to their XG. What I'm looking for is the players who aren't. Yeah. And that's why, you, so you look at someone like, someone who's, Trippier. Because, oh, you have to remember, over the court, over 100 games, this will even out. Yeah. And that's the thing. And if you look at Fernandes and look at his XGI over all the seasons, it's, it's going to even out. Mm. So, so we're basically, you're expecting a big haul from Fernandes this weekend uh, so, to average so, it out. Yeah. It's the same like for Salah and players like that, Rashford. So when you know you've got players who are capable of hauling, well then it's worth sticking with them. You yeah. can't just dump them because there's n- nothing worse. Like, I'm terrified. Like, I'm looking at my team this week and I'm possibly thinking of taking the minus four. And one of the moves I'm looking at making is taking out Rashford and Mobama playing a 3-4-3. Uh, three, three. You have Mobama? No, Mobama. Oh, Mobama, sorry, the West Ham. And I'm thinking of bringing in Wissa and Foden. Yeah. So I'm looking, you're thinking, so basically Garnacho would drop to my bench. That so, seems like a good move to me. So I'm looking and I'm thinking Rashford and Garnacho will Wissa and Foden outscore them by four points. And you'd so, imagine who are Brentford playing? Brentford are playing... playing. Brentford have a, have a nice game. They've got... Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. But again, that's... London my, that's, Derby. That's my goalkeeper. Yeah. The, but, uh, like, if I'm going to make a move this week, it'll be two transfers. Now, I could just simply go and take Rashford and bring in Foden. But you're in the same boat as me. I you have two United midfielders, so have I. Mm. So I don't see the harm in losing one, and bringing in somebody because of the points are spread around. Especially when the game weeks you're looking at, Man City against Sheffield United, Chelsea against Luton, Arsenal against Fulham. There's points to be won this week. That's why Inketia is a lovely option. That's why Martinelli at eight million, Odegaard, uh, Alvarez, Alvarez, Kulusevski. There's a lot. Yeah. Let's finish off the game week round. Burnley Aston Villa could be interesting. Burnley Aston Villa. You Aston, see, Burnley at home. Unfortunately, we don't know what, what Burnley, are, Burnley right? are like. We've only had that game against City yet, so it's very hard to know. What Burnley? It's our first game back in the. Oh no, they played City at home. Sorry, but against Villa, they they will fancy their chances at that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Burnley because they're not the Burnley we 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 are used to seeing. Yeah, but so, Villa are coming <coughs> off a five 0 European win. Where Watkins got a hat trick, Dinya Dine got three assists. Like it's a really interesting game. Like a safe move for me this week, a transfer wise would be Garnacho out, Bailey in. But will Bailey start? Well, he started the two games so far, and he seems to be building up fitness. What's his price? Five point five. There you go. So, like, like I, I like him as an option. I think it's a safe move because Garnacho. He's better to deceive. He hasn't been great this year. And I, I expect him to. I think him. he's going to be a better option off the bench. Yeah. But like that, I've given him his two game weeks and I don't think he's going to start this game week. No, neither do I. <coughs> so, I want starters. If I bring Bailey in, I have the money there to do it. I think Bailey's going to start. Against Burnley, it could be a nice game for him. Okay. What about then? Are you tempted to play Pepperlet? Away to Sheffield United, who for me are the whipping boys even more so than Luton. Mm, I like I am tempted by Foden, yeah. What about defence, Akanji? Well, no, because I, I, I have yeah, yourself got my keeper. My, my <coughs> dilemma is like, if I'm losing the midfielder for Foden, it's going to be Rashford because mm. I'm keeping Saka. So, what have you in the bank? A million. But I'm terrified of Rashford being moved to the left and next thing scoring a goal and assist and. Foden do nothing. I still want to give Rashford a chance on the left. Like I invested nine million in him. I want to see. You don't want to just dump him that early, you know. Okay. I want to give him to the new cat to the, um, to the international break four mm-hmm. games. And then the last game of the weekend, Newcastle Liverpool. It's going to be interesting because I think it'll be interesting to see what Eddie Howe does. He he they went into their shell against City, and he tends to play that way against the bigger teams. Whereas Newcastle are far more about them this season. Yeah. I don't think he's going to give Liverpool that respect. 
I think he's going to go after Liverpool. Especially at home. At home. He knows that Liverpool defence. Liverpool defense, are there to be got it, yeah. Uh, to be got it. See, um, Alexander-Arnold has a yellow sign on him. Yeah, he, he went off, but I think he's going to be okay. But if he is, that's trouble for Liverpool. Now, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if Liverpool start. The Liverpool team will be interesting. A big game away from home. They've played the same team the first two weeks. Well, if he brings Endo straight in and plays McAllister further forward. No, McAllister's suspended. No, he's not. Overturned. Oh, really? Yeah. When was that? Yesterday. Disgraceful so, decision. It was a disgraceful decision not for Paul Tierney. Duds up. For Paul Tierney not to cancel, but it's no. Paul Tierney. So We talked about it at the time. It was one of those ones that isn't going to be overturned on the pitch because it's not a clear and obvious error. He did go in with Suds up. But on the flip side of that, if the ref had given a yellow, there's no way it was getting upgraded to it, right? Yeah. If you want to be fair. You've been generous to Paul Tierney. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to hold my cancel on that. But yeah, no, so McAllister, so if, if he plays McAllister, it'll be interesting then where does Gapko go? Yeah. Because I think he can play Gapko. Well, who's he going to drop? Yota. You think he'll drop Yota the weekend? Yeah. I think he can put Gapko, he loves Gapko in that um, number nine role, the Firmino role. But after the the game he had and the points he I know. scored. That's the dilemma for Clock now. Now, to be honest with you, I think he'll stick with the same thing. If he's going to drop or make changes, it'll be Yota that'll come out. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go start Endo straight away. Yeah, even though the, the reports from James Pearson that this week was that Endo was bought to start that they're not looking for number 6 it's Endo who's going to be playing that role so that will be interesting to see I'm looking forward to this game week I think it's going to be much more exciting than last week much high, higher scoring game week than last week yeah I think I agree and uh, it's the type of game week I think points we made in the week I, I need to the cream will rise to the club no, no I need a big haul this week <laughs> like I need 70 80 points <laughs> And if I don't, I'm in big trouble. I'd be happy to pass 50. <laughs> so I need to get my transfer right. This is. Uh... I'll tell you, I was talking to a friend of mine who listens to the podcast. And he said to me, Paddy, it's actually great that you're doing so bad because I don't want to sit and listen to two lads talking about how great they are. I was like, thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. My, my terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, the, the only advantage is, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll use an analogy here. <clears throat> when I run different races, okay, but some races I just don't like because you're out on your own and you're not passing anyone no one's passing you. Yeah. Whereas when I run marathons, it's great because I'm going to spend the amount of time I'm running, running by people. Okay. I tend to start off slow and it's a great energy feeling because the, the tip I always got running marathons, the second half of the marathons, you want to be running by people because you don't want to be dying. And fancy football is the same. You yeah. want to be going by people. When you get momentum... <laughs> And I know from last year, because I was out in front <laughs> last year in my leagues, and I was looking over my shoulder at players, and I was basing my team oh, around nice. theirs about holding my league or holding my lead. So when you're out in front, it's a lot harder. I appreciate the analogy of the difference in your marathon running in my fans' football. You, you're confident that you put in the work and you're fit and you're going to pass people. I do not have that confidence Paddy, at all. <laughs> your best year in fantasy football started out like this as well. Yeah. And... You know, when you start seeing green arrows and, you know, as I said, the information will come. I don't think you've that bad at him. I think you've had a bit of bad luck. There's, there is a, there, like, there's a huge element to luck in this game. Yeah. Like, for example, anyone who had Odegaard and, you know, got that penalty and think they're great, they got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky. So uh, that's well, all I'm saying. I this week. Give it to me. I, that's all I'm saying. I, <laughs> what I'm looking at is I'm looking at small mind zones. I'm looking at getting off the foot of the table. Yeah. Then my next mind well, zone is... Passing Andy Faulkner and making him change his name to I'm worse than yeah. Andy. Well, you have to do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, we forgot to do Madison watch. Jeffrey oh, Madison. He's injured. Looked good at the weekend, didn't score uh, any points. But he, he did. He, look he, good. Did, uh, he did look good, Robbie. Put him by his way. He looked good. He was running the show. Now, middle second half, United were poor. But then, of course, he hobbles out injured. And yeah, now, apparently, it's not that bad an injury. But it's James Madison, so I don't know. When he's playing through the pain barrier. <laughs> no. See Can't see it. Okay, last week's quiz question. Uh, we asked you for the seven players who played for United and uh, Spurs in the Premier League ahead of the big game of the weekend. Uh, good response, actually. One, so I thought there was five everybody would get. I thought there would be one people might get and I thought there would be one nobody would get. But our leader got five of them. Sorry, six of them, including the hardest. Andy Ward. Andy Ward, he got... So he got the obvious ones. He got Christian Eriksen, he got Michael Carrick, he got Dimitri Berbatov, Teddy Sheringham, Louis Saha. He didn't get Fraser Campbell, 
but he somehow got Ezekiel Friars. Ezekiel Friars. Yeah, I had another uh, Adam Tierney got five of them. His dad Joe got six, but nobody else got Friars. So I was very impressed with, with very good that he got that. This week's question is an interesting one. Um, so Mo Salah last week scored. <laughs> Mo Salah is the all-time Premiership top goal scorer that's still playing. So of a, on the list of top goal scorers of a player still attached to a club in England, he is top scorer. Who is the second top scorer after him? That so a player who scored the most goals that's still with a club in England. So uh, a club in England has to be a club in England. Yeah, so not Harry Kane. He, not Harry Kane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, he's still attached to a club in England. Who is he? Uh, give us a tweet. Give us a text. Have a guess. Uh, be interested to hear your your. I am going to so we will post on Twitter the link that you can. It's there's a little thing where you can check a player's xgi. It's just worth looking at if you're looking at a player. And as I said, the tip I'm going to give you is don't target someone with a high XGI that's matching it. You want to target someone with a high XGI that isn't matching. matching it. So that has so say, for example, if you've got someone with an XGI of three after the first two game weeks, but have had no goal returns, they're the players you're looking it's to target. Yeah. And as the season goes on, it's just a little thing to help. As the season goes on, it becomes more and more helpful. But I'm going to post that link to Twitter. You can bookmark it, save it. Yeah. It's just a little tool that can be useful to help you with your making decisions, transfer decisions, trying to get a differential, someone that someone hasn't spotted, Good. something like that. And nobody blocked you on Twitter this week, probably? No. That's very successful polite. week. Very polite. <laughs> I think. If you want to find us on Twitter, Robbie, that's after Twitter. He's uh, I Bloody Love FPL. I do mostly Instagram. It's I Bloody Love Fantasy Football on Instagram. And if you want to email us, it's I Bloody Love Fantasy Football at gmail.com. Get involved. We, we've got good interaction. And it's great crack seeing the interest people take. So that's it for us. Looking forward to this game week. And I'm really goals. looking forward to this game week. It's going to be uh, very enjoyable. And I'm hoping for a really big week. Yeah. And this episode is released a day early. It will be back to Friday next week. It's just uh, we have lives outside that we have to work around. Yeah. So but yeah. Thanks everybody. Best luck for the game week. And chat to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.